This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. Before I get into the, today's episode, which will be on Vanishing Point, the 1971 film, I just want to say thank you all. If you're new to the podcast or the YouTube channel, please like and subscribe. Also comment, hit that notification bar so that you never miss another moment of great great footage by me which let's be honest it's not really great um but go check out the deluxe edition network.com where you will find the podcast a month bev's video kingdom also you'll find the talking shit podcast starring mark bensett jr and brian alam you will find bev's video kingdom of course You'll find my podcast and find many other great podcasts on that network. They are so amazing. They love your support. Just like me, I love your support. Keep it, keep, keep giving me that support. It keeps me, it keeps me motivated to do this. Um, and also we have a thing called the Denny's. It's our new award show where you can vote on any category and if you could please, I know this seems like I'm pleading, but could you please vote for me and the podcast for podcasts of the year? If you don't want to, that's fine. I understand. This podcast probably ain't your podcast of the year worthy yet. Um, and also, go check out my website at www.stephenjarvisandfriendspodcast.com, where soon I'll have mer- merchandise merchandise on there. Also, I have a blog that me and my wife, Alyssa, are working on. Uh, Both of us will be doing the blog together, so it should be pretty interesting. And let's get on with the episode, because let's be honest, you're probably all sitting there like, come on, Stephen, come on. Also, if you're returning to the podcast, please comment and hit that notification bell, hit the like button, and... I appreciate it so very much. Thank you, and let's get into it. Vanishing Point. Vanishing Point is a 1971 American action film directed by Richard C. Safarian, starring Barry Newman, Cleavon Little, and Dean Jagger. Or Jagger. It focuses on a disaffected ex-policeman and race driver delivering a muscle car cross-country to California while on highs while high on speed a.k.a. Uppers, being chased by police and meeting various characters along the way. Since its release, it has developed a cult following. So what Vanishing Point is, is it's pretty much a guy by the name of Kowalski. He's a delivery car driver. He uh, arrives in Denver, Colorado on a late Friday night with a black Imperial. Um, Sandy, the delivery service clerk, tells him, go get some rest. But Kowalski's like, no, I need to get started on 
my next assignment, which is delivering a white 1970 Dodge Challenger RT440 Magnum fitted with a supercharger for top speeds of over 160 miles per hour. He has to deliver it to San Francisco by Monday. Um, Before he leaves, he pulls up to a biker bar and buys Benzedine, Benzedrine pills uh, so that he can stay awake for the long drive ahead. Um, He bets his dealer, Jake, that he will get to San Francisco by 3 p.m. Sunday, even though the delivery is not due until Monday. Um, You see a lot of flashbacks about Kowalski's life. Uh, You learn that he was a Medal of Honor Vietnam War veteran, a former race car driver and motorcycle racer. Plus, he was also a former police officer who was expelled after he prevented the rape of a young woman by a a by his superior officer um once he's driving west across colorado he's being pursued by two motorcycle police officers um who are trying to stop him for speeding he forces one off the road um and eludes the other officer by jumping across a dry creek bed later the driver of a jaguar e-type roadster pulls up alongside of Kowalski and wants him to race. Well, the Jaguar almost driver almost runs him off the road. Uh, Kowalski, though, does overtake him and beats him to a one-lane bridge, which causes the Jaguar to crash into the river. Um, Kowalski, making, wanting to make sure the guy's all right, sees that he's okay and then takes off when he hears the police off police cars in pursuit. Um, he makes it through Utah and into Nevada and the police on are unable to catch him. Um, we also learn of a blind black disc jockey who goes by the name of super soul, who's listening to both the police radio frequency and encouraging Kowalski to evade the police. Um, and Super Soul ends up guiding Kowalski in a way to evade the cops even more. Um, Kowalski gains the interest of the news media and people begin to gather at the KOW radio station to offer their support. Um, when he makes it, when he's driving across the state of Nevada, he finds that he's surrounded and then heads off into this desert where he blows out a left front tire on a dry lake bed and he becomes lost. So he gets helped by an old prospector who catches rattlesnakes for a Christian commune. After Kowalski is given fuel, the old man directs him back to the highway where there he picks up two in this, what I'm reading, it says homosexual, but gay uh, hitchhikers stranded en route to San Francisco with a just married sign in their rear window. When they attempt to hold him up at gunpoint, Kowalski beats them up and throws them out of the car and continues on his journey. Um, Saturday afternoon, a vengeful off-duty highway patrolman and a group of thugs break into the studio and assault Super Soul and his engineer. Near the California state line, Kowalski is helped by a hippie biker, Angel, who gives him pills to help him stay awake. 
Angel's girlfriend recognizes Kowalski and shows him a collage she made of newspaper articles about how he had prevented the rape of the young woman by the senior police officer. Listening again to the KOW radio broadcast, Kowalski notices a change in tone from Supersoul after he was beaten by the group of thugs and now suspects that Supersoul's broadcast is being directed by the police to entrap him in California. Confirming that the police are indeed waiting at the border, Angel helps Kowalski get through the roadblock with the help of an old air raid siren and a small motorbike with a red headlight strapped to the top of the Challenger, simulating a police car. Kowalski finally reaches California by Saturday at 7.12 p.m. He calls Jake from a payphone to reassure him that he still intends to deliver the car on Monday while acknowledging he won't win their bet and offering to double it for the next time. On Sunday morning, California police who have been tracking Kowalski's movement set up a roadblock with two bulldozers in the small town of Cisco, which Kowalski will be passing through. A small crowd gathers some of the cameras. Kowalski approaches at high speed, failing to slow down. He smiles as he crashes into the bulldozers, destroying the car in an explosion. As firemen work to put out the flames, the crowd slowly disperses. And that is vanishing point um this movie is really great for its time and i'm not saying that to shit on it i'm just saying that it's definitely a movie that could have probably only been made back in the car era of the 70s 60s and 70s um you have a uh unknown actor by the name of barry newman playing kowalski you have the very talented cleveland little as Super Soul. And you have many more actors in this that probably were well more, more well known at that point. Some that probably weren't. Uh, but ultimately, it stars Kowalski in his journey to make it to California. Well, as we know, he makes it there, but then he drives into two bulldozers. Um, this movie is definitely a very big counterculture lifestyle movie. Um, and it follows what was going on in the 70s, um, containing elements of rebellion, drugs, sexual freedom, and rock and roll. Um, Gene Hackman was actually originally supposed, or the director wanted Gene Hackman to uh, play Kowalski, but a uh, studio executive by the name of Richard Zanuck from 20th Century Fox insisted on casting Barry Newman in the lead role because he was unknown at that time. Um, and this one also marked the first major screen appearances of Cleveland Little and John Amos. Um, and with why there's so many Chrysler products in this movie is because Zanuck and 20th Century Fox were not partners with Chrysler, but they were kind of returning the favor for allowing them to you rent these cars for a dollar a day. And plus, the Dodge Challenger was kind of relatively new. I mean, this movie's 1971, 1970 is when the Dodge Challenger RT came out. 
So I think what they wanted to do was kind of do like what Smokey and the Bandit would later do for the Trans Am. It was show it off, even though, let's be honest, I don't think most of these cars would survive half that shit that happens in these movies. But it was kind of like, hey, the heroes are driving these cars. Maybe, just maybe, I want that car. And that's pretty much how it happened uh you had someone who also worked on bullet who prepared the mustang driven by steve mcqueen and the charger driven by the two hitman hitman in bullet he by the name of max bochowski prepared the 1970 dodge challenger for this movie newman recalled that the 440 engine in the cars were so powerful that it was almost as if there was too much power for the body. You'd put it in first and it would almost rear back. And so I think the one thing that's really gets everyone kind of uh, ex like wondering is that The ending. I'm sure a lot of people that watched or are wanting to watch this movie. And if you haven't seen this movie, do yourself a favor. Go watch it. It, It's very hard to find. But I know on Amazon you can buy the DVD, which I, I need to do that. I've I don't know why I haven't yet, because it's such a great movie. And I love a lot of the car chase films of that era or the car exploitation movies of that era. Um, and I mean, you got to look at it from the viewpoint of I'm in my third, I'm 30 now. And a lot of these great road chase movies or action chase movies like bullet French connection, vanishing point, the seven ups to live and die in LA all happened before I was born. And thank God I had the parents I did that showed me great films like these because it is awesome. It, it It is a great movie. Um, but I think a lot of people that watch this get hung up on the ending because they think, well, why didn't he just do a 180 U-turn? Why did he have to crash and at the end and die? It's because I think... In Kowalski's mind, and and Barry Newman kind of interpreted it in his own way about this in a magazine, um, that he ble- that Kowalski believed he was going to make it through the roadblock. I mean, even though you couldn't, and that when Kowalski sees the light, a little bit of light in between the bulldozers, that it was still enough to have him escape. And it symbolized that no matter how far they push or chase you, no one can truly take away your freedom, and there is always an escape. Um, and so, yeah, it, uh, it it's really weird how it ends. But, I mean, you had movies like Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, that also 
had the main characters die at the end. Which, if you haven't seen Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, go watch that movie as well. It's got the late, great Peter Fonda in it. It's got Susan George, I think, in it, too. But, yeah, it's it's such... Both movies are so great. Um, and if you haven't yet, please go see the original Gone 60 Seconds movie. I bought it on Amazon digitally, so I, my poor wife always says... You know, there's more to life than just watching these car chase movies. You know, when I get bored, I'll I'll watch them because I love that genre. So I, I, I think I drive my wife nuts with some of the movies I watch. I mean, before she met me, she didn't even know what Halloween was. Don't tell her I told you that. Lissa, if you hear this, I love you. She's going to kill me for that one. Uh, the movie is considered a cult classic was one of Steven Spielberg's favorite films. Uh, Death Proof, which was directed by Quentin Tarantino, pays homage to this movie. It also references the film. Uh, The film has a rating of 79% on Rotten Tomatoes based on 19 reviews. Uh, 2014 Time Out pulled several film critics, directors, actors, and stunt actors to list their top action films. Vanishing Point was listed at 70th place on this film, or on this on that list. I think that is way too low. I, 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 I wouldn't say Vanishing Point is, like, top 10, but I still think it at 70th, it, it's too low. It, it definitely needs to be in, like, top 20-ish area. Maybe 15, maybe 11. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it is a top 10 film. I mean, my dad loved this movie. And I honestly hope that if no one that's seen this movie or heard of this movie listens to this and says, you know what? I want to check out Vanishing Point. Um... It was even referenced in a few video games being Grid 2 and Driver San Francisco. There was a remake, but the remake is kind of stupid. And I don't I, I, I don't like the remake of Vanishing Point. It's kind of like the remake of Gone 60 Seconds with Nicolas Cage. I, I just... I like the car chase when he's finally in Eleanor, but at the same time, it just, it, it didn't work out. Um, but the one sad thing about this movie, and I kind of touched on it a little bit, is that it's being slowly killed off. Um, not a lot of people know about this movie. It's not really on a lot of streaming services. I don't think it's on any, to be honest with you, which is sad because this movie is really, really good. And I'm not saying that it's, the top 10 greatest film of all time, but at its time in 71 during the whole car exploitation, car chases movie uh, genre, it holds up and it's such a great movie. It's you don't have to worry about. Well, there is some political messages in there, but it's not. Preached about or shoved down your throat like it is nowadays. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't checked out this movie, Please go check it out. Vanishing Point, 1971. Great movie. You won't you won't 
hate that I suggested it. And if you do, I'm sorry. Um, I think this movie for its time could have been considered one of the best, but for whatever reason, it's not. And it's, it's died a slow, painful death. And that it's, I don't think it, they'll ever show it on TV again, which is sad. Um, and, and you can't watch it on a streaming service that I know of. I've looked everywhere. I've even looked on Amazon for like the digital copy. So I could just ha- pay for it on Amazon and then watch it on Amazon. They don't have it. You have to buy the DVD. And I think that's really sad because this movie is so underrated. And like I've said before, and I know I keep repeating it, such a great movie. So with that, that is Vanishing Point. Um, please do check out all the other podcasts, including the podcast of the month at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. And if you'd like to, we're bringing out merchandise soon. Um, I'm just waiting on my new logo so that I can put it on like cups and all that stuff, a t-shirt, and I'm going to make the, my merchandise really affordable. I, I'm not looking to be rich off of it. I just, I really want my fans and loyal supporters to have merchandise. And also, um, I'll talk more about it once I do start getting the merchandise rolling, but I know I talked about having a Patreon. I think I'm going to kind of nix that idea because I do have a website now, which you can go on at Stephen Jarvis and friends podcast.com. And you can sign up for notifications on there. You can check out episodes if you don't want to go on YouTube or on um, anywhere where you can hear these this podcast uh you can go on the website it's free to listen to them on there uh also if you could please 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 if you're not yet subscribed to the youtube channel please subscribe to the youtube channel it means so much to me and if you're returning tell people about us we really really do love new when our supporters kind of go to bat for us. And and you don't have to. I'm not trying to make it seem like, oh, go to bat for me. No. Um, We just want a lot of other people as well to see this great podcast and help it grow, just like all the loyal fans and supporters do with all the podcasts on the Deluxe Edition Network. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say. Oh, and uh, on the 23rd, I'll be guest appearing guest appearing on the Talking Shit podcast with Mark Bensett Jr. and Brian Elam, or Elam. Sorry, Brian, if I screwed up your last name. I'm not trying to do it on purpose. It's just, I keep thinking of Lonnie Elam from Halloween. So it just, it always screws up my head. Um, but yeah, go check out TalkingShitPodcast.com or Talking Shit Podcast on YouTube. Go check out the Stephen Jarvis and Friends Podcast. Go check out the Deluxe Edition Podcast. And go check out the DeluxeEditionNetwork.com 
where you'll find many great podcasts done by many great people. Thank you so very much. And this is Stephen Jarvis signing off. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com.